Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before start from the very beginning. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to start off with a surprise or a truly wild video from Instagram. That might not play that well for an audio medium, but you'll be able to hear it, and then we'll kind of talk about it afterwards. I'm going to share my screen so Patrick can see it. I have no idea what this is going to be. This is from CBS's Instagram. Who's real? Me! All right, hold still, everybody. Okay, okay, one more, and try not to look so bored, okay? Come on, guys, What? everybody, let's go. Cheese! All right, everybody. Hello, you. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Happy holidays. Oh, I love you all. That was really fun. What? What? So, so, so oh, what? So this is a video that CBS posted on their Instagram of Jeff Probst by himself hanging out with cardboard cutouts of celebrities, seemingly like on island uh i will say i did not know all the celebrities but they're tagged so the cardboard cutouts are of ll cool j wilmer valderama ian armitage which i believe is uh young sheldon maybe is that right oh Um, maybe i don't know i recognize that name but uh yes it is uh nathaniel eugene burleson nate burleson uh gail king and queen latifah and so Jeff is hanging out with them, doing a photo shoot, telling them to like smile and stuff and look at the camera. Their cardboard cutouts. It's just Jeff. I think he's lost his mind and he's having his own little solo holiday party on island. That is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of wild things related to this podcast. Um, the Another wild thing about that is that I recognized almost every single name that you said. And I recognized zero of those cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Oh, same. When I looked at it, I was like, I think I'm supposed to know these people. Like that person kind of looks familiar. I was fortunate when I pulled it up. I didn't notice this on my computer, but when I, or on my phone, but when I pulled it up on my computer, I could like click and see who was tagged. And that was very helpful, but it's just like, wild. like, what's the point? I knew all of those people except one of them and none of them looked familiar. Like I should have recognized Queen Latifah. I didn't. Which I, uh, I don't know if that is because I'm bad or because I was watching like your screen of the Instagram or whatever, or if the cardboard cutouts are just really bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I believe those people were just because they're on CBS shows. So there's Young Sheldon, which is CBS, Queen Latifah's on The Equalizer, which is CBS. I think they're all CBS shows. Never heard of that show in my life. Yeah, me either. I just had to Google search Queen Latifah TV show and it came up. Um, so yeah just some promo material but that also it just is wild um jeff what what you didn't mention is that as it as the camera pans across (laughs) across these different celebrities it also pans across jeff just standing very very still and that before he pops out and says who's real (laughs) which it's just him but he's acting like a cardboard cutout which Uh is also very great uh i think i've come around to really liking this video very quickly (laughs) 
I think we're like not far from Jeff just like there's footage of him just running tribal council with cardboard cutouts. Like he's just gonna have a survivor season. That's all. Wait, okay, this is very different. But I've been seeing a lot of things online about like just do this, but with Muppets. Hear me out. Season 44, <laughs> all Muppets. <laughs> or 45, whatever. Drop the four, keep the five, plus we have Muppets. Oops, all Muppets. Um I'm trying to think of what Muppet would win Survivor. Well, you got it's it's all the same stuff. You've got social game, like Oscar the Grouch. People are gonna be pissed at. They're gonna want to vote him out. You got challenge beasts, uh, Big Bird. I don't know who's <laughs> challenge beast. Uh, I'm thinking like I think Ernie could do pretty well. Yeah, I think he'd have a good social game too. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I mean generally, like I think if I had to name a Muppet right now who would win, I think it might be Ernie. Yeah. I don't know that many Muppets. Uh, listeners, you should email us. Let us know your Muppet thoughts. Muppet Survivor, Venn Diagram, Overlap. What Muppets do you think would win? Who's a Muppet Challenge Beast? Let us know. Email us. TribalCouncilPodcast at gmail.com. And loyal listener Laura, we know that your husband loves Kermit. I think he would do terribly in Survivor. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. I think he could do okay. Uh, I just don't I don't think he's cutthroat enough. Hmm. Speaking of loyal listeners, we got some mail this week. Uh-huh. I'm aware. This two, mail was sent. Two mails. Oh, two. Two, two mails. mails. Both from oh, the one. same person. Oh, they were sent. Uh, at least La- one of them was sent right next to me. Last episode, uh, Patrick and I called out our mom for, or maybe it was just me. I don't know if it was both of us. No, uh, we both did. She texts us sometimes, but hasn't ever mailed us. This time she mailed us. First one said. Well, can I tell you, though? She did not hear last week's podcast where we asked her to make sure that she did that. Mm. I, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, watched this episode with pretty much our whole family except for Chris because he could not come into town for the holiday. Um, But we all watched it together otherwise, including our mother. Uh, And she at one point said, hey, I have an idea for your podcast. And I said, you should email me. And then loyal listener Laura said, uh... Yeah, they literally called you out for like for doing this exact thing on the podcast. And so she asked everybody what the email address was while we were all in the same room together so she could email us. So thank you for emailing us, Mom. And she said, when you introduce a guest, we should do a lightning round, question round, so we know more about them. Love you. And then her name. Her real name? Mm-hmm. Like her full name? She didn't she didn't just say mom? Nope. So we have to remember that when we have a guest. So like it doesn't work for us right now, but we just need to remember when we have a guest to do like lightning round of questions. Now, do you um, think that we should do the lightning round like we get did to each other of like the interview questions? Or should we create our own lightning round question? I think the interview questions, maybe not all of them, but some of them. Um, her second writing said is a recommendation. Watch Ooh. the watch the English on Amazon Prime. It stars Emily Blunt, so Chris will love it. It is based in the Wild West and showcases Englishmen who come to make who came to make their fortune graphically violent at times, but is necessary. And Emily Blunt is a badass. Wait, I so do like Emily Blunt. I don't know that it was so much so that it was particularly me. Like I've got an infatuation with her, but I do like her. That's accurate. Yeah, I mean, I like Emily Blunt too, but it's just for me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I won't watch it then. I guess is it 
Is it like the Wild West of England or is it Englishmen come to the Wild West of America? I read you her email. I don't, there's not like footnotes to her email. I, well, but how did you interpret it? I, I didn't process it until this moment. So I guess my, my, I'm picturing while the West of America, but with English actors. Plot, an Englishwoman, Lady Cornelia Locke, comes to the West in 1890, looking for revenge on the man she sees as responsible for the death of her son, and meets Eli Whip, ex-cavalry scout and member of the Pawnee Nation by birth, on his way to Nebraska to claim the land he is owed for a service in the U.S. Army, despite having been told that the white men will not honor their debt. They discover a possible shared history. Huh. So it sounds like it's a Wild West show with British actors. Okay, next question. Is Including... Emily British? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt. It's got Rafe Spall, who I think I know from stuff. Tom Hughes. Oh, wait, I def- I thought I knew that name, but then I clicked on a picture of him and I don't. Um, Stephen Ray. That guy is in stuff. Uh, Toby Jones. Uh, I thought there'd be more names I recognize here. No, not really. This might be a dumb question. Is John Krasinski British? But they're married, right? Yeah, there's this thing where like people from I, I know other that you countries. Can marry, yes, I know that you can marry someone that's not from the country that you're from. But I didn't know it is less common to marry someone that's not from the country you're from. So I, I I'm surprised that Emily Blunt is British. I did not know this. They I met feel like maybe they I met known each other through a mutual friend at a restaurant in 2008, according to Emily Blunt. It's kind of a sad, lame story. Oh well, that's disappointing. Hey. What do you think of uh, seasons 41 and 42 of Survivor? Which one's better? Two. 42. I said two Agreed. because I dropped the four and I kept the two. Right. Clearly. Yes. Um, I definitely think 42 is better than 41. I think it is a lot better than 41. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's tough because they're like, it's the new era, modern Survivor or whatever, but it's also, we haven't seen like, seasons 13 through 40 and so like lots have changed in there and so it's hard to tell how much of it is good because it's good and how much is good because it's like new stuff we haven't seen mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's a little bit like comparing apples to oranges but um that is the oh, task oranges that we for ourselves. Ooh, no i think i'd say apples as a well as a solid fruit to eat apples as a product to be used in other things orange like what 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 else like, do you o- use like orange, orange juice or like orange flavoring and things like if i see dessert that's like something 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 with apples something 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 with oranges i'm gonna pick the orange thing i love citrus oh i yeah no i think i just disagree with you which is fair i like that's fine i just uh no yeah i'd rather have apple i think most of the time i like oranges you should come out like to apple. see me in seattle at washington's big apple state we're all about apples out here i do i there's Kayla just the, and i have like made preliminary plans and then realized why they wouldn't work like four times well there's apples here so just you know keep that in mind we just um, had like ohio state just had the ohio state michigan big football game while yeah. that was happening here there's the apple cup between washington and washington state oh who won washington go huskies except not because they rejected me so you know yeah but that's the one that's located like in Seattle. The other Washington State's like Eastern Washington. So I would put in uh Olympia? No, that's south of Seattle. That's like close to me. 
Oh, okay. Spokane. I don't know if it's in Spokane, but that Spokane is in Eastern Washington. I think that I would put 42 somewhere around the Panama Marquesas realm of things. And I'd put 41 maybe somewhere around the Africa Palau realm of things. Um, Yeah, I think I'd put it above Africa. 41 above Africa? Yeah. And then 42 maybe above Marquesas. So the higher end of both of the ranges you said. And so that means that our ranking of the 14 seasons that we've watched so far completely are Vanuatu, Pearl Islands, Amazon, Panama, 42, drop the four, keep the two. Marquesas, All-Stars, Australian Outback, 41, drop the four, keep the one. Africa, Palau, Guatemala, Borneo, Thailand. Um, Yeah, I I am surprised after doing this. Like, I, w- I would not have guessed a month ago before we started ranking these uh, that Vanuatu would have been our highest. Um, I'm fine with it. I just found, I, I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's jump into this episode. Get that money, baby. Yeah, we start off after last week's tribal council. Carla's frustrated that she was uh, like supposed to be out of the James vote, but she got filled in by um, Sammy. Sammy. Um, and so she wasn't, but she like, based on how things if Sammy hadn't filled her in, she was going to be left out of it. Um, some of the smaller groups are filling each other in because there was a split tribal council last week. Uh, right? Was last week the split? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesse does mention he assumes that Carla has an idol from the bead gathering thing. Um, so that knowledge is out there. Hers, we weren't sure if people knew about or not. And um, so it's good to get some like confirmation that like people are suspicious of that. Um, we still don't know this comes up later in the episode, but as far as we know, Jesse still has both idols. He has this one hidden one that we think maybe people don't know about. And then he has, he's holding on to Cody's as far as the show is telling us and stuff. Yeah. And the, like, they're not talking about it at all, but just they, in the little like description of what advantages they have, they keep saying that Jesse has two immunity idols. Well, and he mentions it too. He uses it as a cover up lie of why he was talking to Cody and says oh, oh, right. he he was asking for his idol back. Right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. Uh, but with that, Jesse's feeling very strong. He's got lots of close relationships. This is edited as a very like strong Jesse episode, which usually means like, oh, he's about to get the rug like swept out from under him. But boy, it doesn't. Not yet. Yeah, literally, like at this point, like first confessional of the episode, I was like, fuck, Jesse's out. Like this is clearly Jesse's saying like i feel like i'm doing pretty well i feel pretty confident I feel pretty solid is typically recipe for disaster they were just setting um, us up for him to take us to school teach us yeah i right before this episode the rest of our family and i were talking about like oh who do we like who do we like want to win things like that and i had listed jesse as one of my favorites who i like think could win and i would be pretty happy with him winning uh and then the start of the episode, and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm screwed. Yeah, I'm still not sure. Uh, fun fact, they... Laura uh, had listed Noel as the person that she really wanted to win. So well, did not go well for her. No. Um, we head to the reward challenge. We get two challenges this week. Um, With them walking in, Carla 
referencing Jeff's black shirt says love in the black. She's liking his style. Yeah. Weird. And Jeff kind of like shows it off. Yeah. Uh, I saw this and I was like, Jeff as a producer on this show was like, keep that in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to spin in this metal frame to like wind up this buoy for them to get across a line. And then they race across these obstacles for a sandbag and then toss the sandbag on top of a tower where the reward is some food and stay overnight at a sanctuary and letters from home. So lots of stuff here. Um, this was, there's a similar challenge last season, but this one was set up like a little bit differently. I think I like this one. Um, the boy, do they get so dizzy from this, like having them do the spin and then step out from it and have to like crawl over a net where they like immediately like go to step in all walk diagonally. Cause they like just can't see like walk straight. Um, and then after the net, they have to walk across a balance beam, which is just like torturous for if you're like, have lost your balance. Um, they, it's all like pretty neck and neck till the end, except for Noel. She's really, really struggling with the balance beam. Um, the dizziness certainly doesn't help. And then just having the like one leg and the other is the prosthetic to balance with makes it much harder. And so she's like really, really struggling way behind everybody else. Like they're spending, I really like some challenges. I just wish there was like a clock counter so we could like see how much time elapses. Like I often want that. Um, yeah, this one a lot. Like I want to know how much time, like it was like several minutes of people just tossing the bags over and over and Noel just like struggling to get over that balance beam. Yeah. Um, Um, this was like really wild to watch. Uh, and in fact, they were like focusing so much on Noel struggling here, uh, that I was, I said out loud, like, oh, this is setting her up to be like taken on this reward challenge. Like she's mm -hmm. going whoever wins is going to be like, oh, well, we want to bring Noelle because, like, she was having a hard time with this. She's had a rough day. Like, let's take Noelle. And I was like, that's that's going to be an important part of this. And so they're setting this up. And then I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, everybody's there tossing the beanbags, trying to get them up on the tower over and over and over and over. Like, for a long time, she finally gets across the balance beam. And then on her second toss, it sticks. So she wins, immediately starts sobbing, just, like, can't believe that she was pulled out that win genuinely one of the like wildest comebacks we've ever seen in a challenge yeah which i think jeff even maybe says that yeah it's Uh, incredible mm -hmm. um we find out she gets to bring three people with her on the reward she chooses sammy jesse and owen um yeah so we spent some time at the sanctuary with that sorry uh she brings them because as she says uh sammy and owen are the only people that have not won any sort of food reward throughout the game so far and Jesse talks often about like his young kids and part of it is a letter from home. And so she's mm. like, I'll bring Jesse along. So that's her reasoning for that. She says in some exit interviews that she uh, kind of regretted that and wished she would have brought Carla along um, because she wanted to like get on Carla's good side after the whole James vote debacle uh, and split Carla and Cassidy up. But she didn't do that. And she said like, I, I really did not think I was going to win this challenge, so I didn't even consider it up beforehand of who I would bring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we get some time with them at the sanctuary, enjoying their reward. I thought the buffet looked pretty solid. Um, there's some pizza there. A lot of times on the show, I think the pizza doesn't look good. This pizza actually looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, people are reading their letters from home and crying. Um, Jesse's son writes him a message in the note that says, get that money, baby. That's the name of the episode. 
And I will say neither of us predicted that Jesse's son would be the one. Now, technically it was Jesse who said it, but like, you know. Yeah, well, neither of us predicted Jesse either. Right, yeah. Uh, But the fact that it was Jesse's son was very funny to me because like, I, I think it is very fun that his like young kid is telling his dad like get that money baby mm-hmm. uh that that's very fun to me i like it a lot it's probably a, like something he and his wife say or he and his partner say yeah that's what i figured yeah um sammy goes like pretty quickly into talking about strategy um he's he's like i know i flipped between like alliances i'm not flopping back he wants to go for cassidy next owen suggests a 3-3 vote split between cassidy and carla in case of idols so um, can we I'm a little confused by I've flipped. I'm not flipping back. I want to go for Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy, who is like Carla's biggest number one. And last episode, he like made a big risky move to let Carla in on the plan and wants to be close to Carla. I I have talked very highly of Sammy's gameplay. I have no idea what the fuck he's doing in this episode. It makes no sense to me. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't. He votes Carla later on in this episode. Yes. He like made a risky move the day before, essentially, to like uh tell her let her in on the plan and tell her everything and like said like her relationship's really important to me and then votes for her. I yes. I was so confused by Sammy. I I no longer feel like he could win this. Yeah, I don't know if his stuff is just making no sense or they're giving us a weird edit where we're not getting some of the explanation or maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. But yeah, that didn't make any sense. Um, Jesse talks about Noel, Owen, Cody, Gabler, and Jesse being a good five, like final five. Um, we'll see that certainly doesn't last because Noel's going to be gone before the end of this episode. Um, some time back at camp, Cody's trying to talk strategy with Gabler and Carla and Cassidy talking about not trusting Noel and Owen. Um, Cassidy's kind of trying to figure out like what Cody's up to. Uh, they're talking about how Noel is a big threat and Cassidy's trying to get info from Gabler. She would like to vote with him. So she's trying to like get some alliances because she's kind of been on her own a little bit. Um, yeah. And then we head to the immunity challenge. I like this challenge too. This was a cool one where they have to hold this lever kind of to keep a balance board level while with our other hand, they're building a house of cards on that balance board. This like, this is another one where I wanted to see like how long it lasted because it like so off like they so many times the people had the towers built like almost to the top where they needed it to be, and they would come crumbling down, and they showed a big montage of just like towers falling after fall, like over and over and over, and I had to like take time to build those up. Um, yeah, I like as- this challenge too, but I also was like, I think that I would be very into this challenge for like five minutes. For the second time my tower fell, I would be like, fuck this. And yeah. just it want someone else to win. You uh, could see their frustration building a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was at least 15 minutes because they did give us a 15 minute check in at some point. I did I also noted like this looks so aggravating. Um Cassidy pulled out the win here. Uh um, with a very cool uh strategy. Um yeah, it was interesting to see their building strategies. They definitely changed over time once they like saw other people and saw like what worked better. Yeah. I was told also by some people in our family that this is not the first time that a challenge like this has happened. This is, this has happened like, I mean, not all the time, but like pretty frequently. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know if some of them, like it was clear that some of them started with different strategies. And I don't know if they were like 
basing it off of other people that have done this before. Right. Um, so Cassidy got the win, which messes up people's plans from earlier in the episode who wanted to get rid of Cassidy. So we get to spend some time at camp strategizing. Uh, quick stat note. With that win, every individual immunity challenge this season has been won by a different person. And all of them are still in the game, which is kind of wild. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that how long that can last. Jesse and Sammy are the only people left who have not won an immunity challenge. Interesting. Um, the So we get some time talking strategy. Gabler tells Noelle that others want to get rid of her. Um, Noelle feels pretty good about Jesse, Cody, Gabler, and Owen. Um, uh, Jesse talks about, this is where like the Chiron on the TV screen says that he has two idols. He talks about how he wants to get rid of Noelle because she keeps getting stronger. Um, and this is where Jesse walks us through what is needed for a blind side. He tells us three steps. You need a cover story, um, which one part of his cover story was telling uh, Noelle that Cody, he was talking to Cody about Cody wanting to get his idol back. Step two, you want to throw the fall guy under the bus, bus um, which part of that is Jesse talks to Sammy and basically gets Sammy to say that he would vote for Noelle. And then tells Noel that Sammy said this to make Sammy look like the bad guy here. Yeah. Uh, so then Noel wants to split the votes on Carla and Sammy is her plan. Mm-hmm. And then number three, have a backup plan. And so his backup plan, he tries to get Gabler to vote Noel. Gabler's kind of unsure of this because he's close with Noel's allies and he's worried how that will play out for the jury. But then Gabler finally agrees to the plan. So cover story, throw the fall guy under the bus, have a backup plan. So I um, heard a podcast with Omer from season 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on Rob has a podcast with Rob Sesternino last week um, or this week, I guess. Uh, and he had a theory that when Jesse was saying have a fall guy, he was not talking about Sammy. It was just edited to look like he was talking about Sammy. And he was actually talking about Cody because he does mention, I think, to Gabler like that this is Cody's idea to vote up Noel. Mm-hmm. Um and the guy with his idea being like if people are going to see Jesse and Cody as a unit, I want them to vote out Cody not me. Which I think he might I think he is doing that. I don't know if that's necessarily what he meant by that, but it made me notice that and I was like, man, I think that Jesse is really good at this game. Cuz yeah. I think I do not think that he's the target here. I think that Cody is more of the target like yeah. in future episodes. Yeah. I I agree. He's been like crushing this. Um, he also I was gonna check just to make sure. Um, although I guess Cody's in the same boat. Um, Cody's only ever received one vote in any tribal councils. Jesse's never received a vote against him. So like they're both pretty like have been bulletproof so far for the most part. Yeah, Jesse and uh, Gabler are the last two people who have never received a vote. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. So then, um. There's some talk of Jesse and Cody talking about how their names aren't out there at all, even though they've been steering the ship. And while they're doing that, they're showing that Gabler talking to Carla about how Jesse and Cody seem very powerful. But that conversation's coming pretty late, right before Tribal Council. So um, nothing really amounts from that as we head to Tribal Council. Uh, Noelle talks a little bit about how she's hoping that her win will inspire kids. Jesse gets a little emotional talking about how nice the reward was that Noelle chose for him. Um Gabler uses mistakes in surgery as a metaphor for the game. And Jeff says, yeah, but what about a duck? 
It talks <laughs> about how the game is like a duck where they look calm on the surface, but under the water, they're kicking away. Yeah, uh, I I feel like Jeff just has, he like opens a dictionary and just finds a word and is like, cool, we're going to make an analogy about that this week. Yeah, and if other contestants bring them, he's going to ignore them and just be like, yeah, but what about this metaphor? This one was particularly weird because he like asks Gabler for a metaphor about surgery and then it, Gabler gives it to him and he's like, no, 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 no. But what about this one instead? Yeah. And then Gabler brings it back to like guns and sa- says that the killers have silencers now. So there's been some like blind sides happening. Um, then they go vote. They show Owen votes for Carla. Jesse votes for Noel. Um those are the ones that they show us. No idols get played, and Noel is voted out five to two to one, which has happened six times now. We've seen it happen in season four to Peter in the very first episode, and in season seven to Rupert, um, oh. and then now to Noel. Um, so Noel had five votes for her. Two people voted for Carla. That was Owen and Sammy. Um, and then one person voted for Sammy, which was Noel. And uh, as uh, Noel gets up to leave, Jesse whispers to her um, that he's sorry that he had to do it. Says, like, you know me, it's okay, it's good. Um, which will be interesting because that means that he t- he claimed credit for it there, but not like super publicly. But she can take that info back to the jury when they're in Ponderosa and talk about how apparently Jesse orchestrated that, which he's like just building up his like final tribal council story. Yeah, which I, th- I think is a a good move there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give us a little bit of preview for next week. Uh, shows Gabler has a plan to get to final three that he tells to Owen. Um, there's the quote hiding in plain sight. Uh, they get boat mail. Everybody starts running. And the challenge is one we've seen before where they have to like stay under this kind of grate in the water and hold their breath for as long as possible or like position themselves to maybe get a little bit of air and hold their breath as long as possible. We saw this in season. I'm pretty sure season seven. Okay. Um, I hate this challenge. It is the most anxiety inducing challenge ever. Um, Uh, I've also seen some people online uh, talking about this of like, Oh my God, it's back. Um, Because apparently that challenge had disappeared for a really long time. Like it was around for a while mm -hmm. and then disappeared. And then it's back for the first time in a very long time. So, uh yeah we'll see how that goes uh update with confessional count the top confessional numbers so far this season are jesse with 44 confessionals followed by cody with 40 so the two steering the ship shows off in their confessional count as well jesse had nine in this episode to cody's one uh the least amount of the people remaining is well was noel with 22 She's gone now. So Cassidy with 24. And then Owen 27. Sammy 28. Sammy with 28. You know who else had 28 was Ellie, who got eliminated back in episode six, four episodes ago. She had 28 confessionals. And Cassidy still has four fewer than that. Owen has one less than that. And Sammy is tied for that. So she had a lot. Damn. Um, All right. Let's talk MVP fantasy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a very easy one for me. It's got to be Jesse, right? Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, that was easy. Um, I'm still getting annihilated in fantasy, but um, 
No, no, but I guess I'm just getting annihilated in fantasy. Can't do much about that. You are official. Well, you're getting annihilated by almost a thousand points, which is fun. Yeah. If I can have Cassidy and Cody score like 260 more points than Owen, Jesse, and Gabler, then I could pull off second place. Uh, Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. Just, you know, if. Um, last week we made some predictions. We said that Cass or we said that Sammy or Cody would say the episode title and we were wrong. It was Jesse's kid. And we said that Owen or Sammy would be the next boot and we were wrong. It was Noel. I'll say you were close two weeks ago. You predicted the double boot would be James and Noel and James was right, but Noel was wrong, but then she was right this week. Oh yeah. Um, so we have to predict episode title and boot. Um, next week's episode title is hiding in plain sight. Oh, which I had quoted in the next week on, but I don't, (laughs) I didn't write down who said it. Yeah. You mentioned like, oh, we get that quote. And I was like, oh, I don't remember seeing that quote in the next week on. So we should know this, but I definitely don't. I'm going to guess it's Gabler because I haven't noted after he was talking about his plan to Owen. So that's going to be my guess. Uh, I'm going to say Owen then. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah, oh, man. Next boot. I'm okay, gonna... I don't... Ooh, go ahead. I was going to guess Carla. Ooh, interesting. I am going to guess something. That... This would be wild if it happens, but I think it would be interesting if Carla comes to Jesse and Cody and is like, hey, Gabler's throwing you under the bus, and then it's it's a Gabler vote out. Yeah, that was my... That was my... I, I was thinking about Gabler also. But I thought basically with that idea, like, I agree. Like, I think something like that will happen. But then Jesse and Cody blindsided Carla. So she leaves with an idol. Oh, that is probably more likely. Uh, but I feel like Jesse might realize that he needs to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And stop. Yeah. Like, and if think... Jesse keeps making these moves and he's going to need, he's going to, yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I do feel Gabler is a little bit more of a wild card too, so it's better to keep people around that you can predict what they'll do. And I feel like I don't know if Gabler's that person. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, we... Jesse so far has voted out someone who he thought was could someone who thought they could trust him, but he was just like nah in Justine, which is the least, but it was still a betrayal on his part. Then he voted out his island mom in Neca. And then he voted out his island spouse in Dwight. Uh, and then voted out Noel, who like gave him the reward of, hey, you can get a letter from your children. Uh, he's been the like the most cutthroat player this season in amazing ways. And everybody still seems to love him. Another reason why it might be Carla. Yeah, I'm really on the Jesse train. Uh, we predict, or I have my final three as Cassidy, Sammy, and Cody for the past few weeks, and I'm going to stick with that, even though I really don't think it's going to be that. Um, and then Patrick has Carla, Jesse, Owen, still going strong since episode one. I kind of think yours might be more likely than mine. Carla and Jesse both surviving to the end does not feel likely to me anymore. Yeah, but like none of them, like Carla, Jesse, Owen, you think all of them wouldn't survive, and it'd be Cassidy. Oh, Sammy, Cody? oh no, 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 no! I think that the trio. Mm. of Carla Jesse Owen is less likely than the trio of Cassidy, Sammy, Cody. Because I could yeah. see like Sammy and maybe even Cassidy a little bit getting like taken to the end. Yeah, that's why I, 
I, I definitely am thinking about Cassidy of her just kind of she's not a threat, so there she'll stick around. Um okay. So you got anything to plug? Yeah. Um so uh Mike Bloom is like a reporter that does stuff about Survivor. He writes a lot about Survivor online, and so I end up seeing his tweets and stuff. Uh, and he he doesn't just do Survivor. He does other CBS reality shows. And he tweeted out a couple weeks ago uh, that if you've never watched The Amazing Race before, two of his favorite seasons are on Netflix right now, and people should watch them. So I watched them, uh, and I like The Amazing Race. I don't know why I don't watch more of The Amazing Race. It's a good time. Um so I'm going to recommend The Amazing Race, specifically seasons five and seven, currently on Netflix. Season seven, fun fact, is filmed shortly after Survivor All-Stars and features Robin Amber as a team. Oh, that's fun. So they're engaged in running the race. And uh, yeah, a lot of the other teams really hate them. Uh, and it's very fun to watch. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I also, through that, was thinking that uh, if I were to go on... I. First of all, if I was going to go on a competition reality show, I think I would want it to be The Amazing Race. Um, I think it's the one that I would be best at and also the least uncomfortable. Uh, and I think that I would want to go with you, probably. Because I think that oh. uh, I think that you would be very good at The Amazing Race also. I've never watched it, so I, I can't speak to that. I don't know. But thank you. Um, I'm going to recommend a podcast called Too Scary Didn't Watch. It is Heard uh, it's a horror movie recap podcast for people who are too scared to watch the movies. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I love horror movies, but I also like hearing stuff about horror movies and hearing people react to horror movies. Um, it's hosted by Emily Gonzalez, Henley Cox, and Sammy Smart. Uh, usually it's like one or two of them watch a horror movie, and then they tell pretty detailed explanation of the movie to the other person. Like Their description of the movie takes like 30, 40 minutes. They like are pretty detailed walking through the movie. Um, and the other one's just, like, reacting in real time. And they tell the story pretty well. And they react, like, really, really well. Um, uh, it's just fun. They've done, I don't know, 100-some episodes probably. Lots of very popular movies. And so if you're a fan of horror movies and you're just like, ooh, I love The Descent. I want to hear them talk, explain The Descent and have somebody hear somebody react to it. Like, you could find that episode. Or if you're like them, like some of them, and you don't like the scary movies and you just want to, like, but you're, like, don't want to be left out of conversation and so you can just like hear about it then that would be a good option for you too or you can just hear them describe the horror movie and maybe it'll be less scary for you uh yeah that's fun yeah i'll check that out that sounds good yeah i really like it uh it's also a nice thing to just like kind of put on where i don't have to focus that much especially if it's movies i've seen already um and so i can like put it on in the background while i'm doing other things uh yeah it's fun um listeners Tell us your Muppet thoughts. Re Muppets on Survivor. What Muppets would be challenge beasts? What Muppets would have a good social game? What Muppets do you think? I think it's a little bit Survivor? fucked up that there are these like different franchises and we, they're just all Muppets. Like the Sesame Street and like the Muppets are not the same. Like they don't have crossover, but they're both Muppets. That feels unfair to me. Uh, I believe Kermit is maybe the only crossover. He's not on Sesame Street. Oh, shit. No, mm, there's one. There is a crossover one. One, I was just hearing about this. I mean, maybe he was on like a couple episodes of Sesame Street, I guess. But I watch a lot of Sesame Street nowadays. Kermit's not on there. 
Kermit the Frog is the only Muppet Show character to make any substantial appearance on Sesame Street. Okay, I thought so. I thought it was Kermit. Oh, well, then he's just not been on more recent Ma- seasons, yeah, I guess, that, or yeah. any episodes that I've seen. Um, well, you know, Muppets, it's like people, you know, like we see actors on one show. It doesn't mean they're on another show, right? I mean, it often does mean that, actually. But there's quite no, a bit of, like, there's quite I, a bit of crossover with people. Yeah, okay. But not like just because they're of the Muppet species or whatever doesn't mean they have to, if they're on the Muppet show, they also have to be on Sesame Street just because those shows feature a lot of Muppet. Yeah, I think that argument would be better if there were other shows with Muppets on them, but there's just the two. Well, that's Hollywood's problem. We need to get them. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get Muppets on Survivor. We want Muppets in other things. Uh, Yeah, yes. That's that's our campaign. I think Karen Grover will put Mer- Muppets on Survivor. I think Grover could be okay. I think Grover would get too frustrated. Okay, Grover gets a little too worked up, which is good. Like emotions are fine, but like I think that he would he would get too frustrated in Survivor. Yeah. So listeners, give us your Muppet thoughts. Uh, email us tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail or tweet at us at tribalcouncil twenty. Um, for this week of Tribal Council. This is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>